Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Encyclopedia Psychic Hour. Uh, here we are on a Tuesday, obviously on a normal day. We are broadcasting on Friday, which is a regular day later in the week, but today, today it's Tuesday, and here we are. We do have a caller in the queue, eight five seven. We're going to be getting to that caller in just a moment, but um, uh, the call in number nine one four three three eight zero one six four. For those of you who have not decided to take the plunge and receive a reading from us. Um, you can always call in too and weigh in, our, weigh in on our discussion. We'd like uh, people to participate in that way as well. Uh, also, callers may join us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, those accounts are found on our Blog Talk Radio page, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And you can also follow us on Blog Talk Radio as well, but they've really limited any social interaction. Those are for our croissants later. <laughs> I have jam on the table. Okay. And today is, what is the date? 727. I'm getting my notebook ready for this caller here. And we're going to press unmute in just one moment. This is exciting. Very okay, excited, yeah. so we're just very excited. Okay, 857, hi. Hello? Suspenseful. Wow. 857, we cannot hear you. Can you hear us? Oh. Ah. 857, what is going on? I, I never know if the caller is like on the line, they took a call, or if there's an audio problem. 857, what I'm going to do is disconnect you. And if you want a reading, please come back. But I'm going to write your phone number down before I disconnect you. Because 857 is not hearing us. 857, I'm disconnecting your call. If you want a reading, call us back, please. Now, there's any, um... Let's do a little test. There's any insects out there that want a reading? I saved a robber fly today oh, and the, a spider. Really, I like spiders the aren't insects. They're, They're arachnids. Have, arachnids, and yeah. you know, robber flies are cute. Yeah, they're really yeah. I mean, he took two bucks from me, but <laughs> it, it was, well, at least it wasn't a, he did a, say a thank full you. on heist. Okay, um, I'm trying to see if we can hear our show just real quick. No, it's uh, yep. I can hear us, so no it's audio a, it's problem. It's a terrible thing that's happened to the insect population. We don't. We tend to think that insects are pests, but 
They really aren't, and we need them. We do. And uh, if you can, if you find a spider in your house, put it in a glass jar and throw them, put them outside. Or her. Gently. Whether it's a female or male spider. Let's not yeah. be uh, sexist here. Yeah, they will. Thank you for it. And, um, <laughs> you know, that goes, we go. We have to respect all life. You don't want to come back as a, as a fly and be eaten by a spider. Well, I mean, generally that doesn't happen anyway, but, um, you know. Well, said the spider to the fly. Uh, how often have, does a human happen. come back as a fly? Um, Vincent Price did. <laughs> or was it um, David Hedison? I can't, you know, I think, I don't think it was Vincent Price. I think it was David Hedison that got. And then, um, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was the second the edition. That's right. I never watched that because I would be totally repelled. Jeff Goldblum, that was a more gruesome. There was a scene in the original fly. Well, I mean, the the, it, where the guy's trapped in the spider web. He's you, going cow pill. It's not, I mean, well, of course, with older films, the technology wasn't as advanced. So as, as far as it being horrifying, there's a limitation to what technology could do in making films horrifying. Right. So in a way, some like if you look back on those horror films, they're almost comical because because they're so primitive in their form. Yeah. But in um, most, most cases the thing about the Jeff Goldblum film is that it was more about the makeup and what's going on in his body and all this Yeah. And, I just have no interest at all in that movie. So um <laughs> So, anyways, uh, I don't know what happened to our caller. It's very strange. Also, we had kind of a success story. We were working on this migrant oh. worker who could have been murdered, and all the indications pointed out that he did. And we got a call to help out. We did a really thorough reading on it, and um, everything seems to be okay. Yeah, he's alive, not dead, and you had a dream actually pertaining to a gas station, and he was found at a gas station, yeah. and now this gas station topic has come up in the theme of conversation between undercover detectives, police officers, questioning the friend of his, who I believe that's who we spoke with, um, but he is the person that he his job is placing migrant workers um, in jobs, I believe. Yeah. And so uh, it's kind of a strange story that I was also here. Uh, yeah, so we're glad that he's okay. We're glad we were able to participate. I also was hearing about the hearings today about the storm on the Capitol. Terrifying stuff from the uh, yeah, hail, rain, um, thunder and lightning. Was, uh, <laughs> well, you said storm. The assault on the Capitol. You said storm. Uh, um, one of the one of the officers testified as to his experience. Yeah, and it was pretty terrifying. Terrible depiction. Plus, he he slammed his fist on the desk to emphasize what an what an abomination and injustice it was and disgraceful. But to even question that that uh, that ha- what you mean? That, that, oh, because uh, people are downplay it. People are questioning whether it occurred or not. Is that well? No, happening? they're questioning the seriousness of it, and um, it, there's no question that it happened, but they're questioning right. the seriousness of it. Well, I mean, there's people can question anything. That I mean, people question everything as far as what occurs in, in reality and what stage. So I didn't know if there was an implication that he was making that people were. 
suggesting it was, you know, a stage. I don't think he direction. No, no, he was there, and he was he was saying just that they were minimizing the event. Well, of course, people and that are to excuse the rioters. Yeah, people that are on the other side are going to try to minimize it, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, anyways. Uh, Getting to the raw topics of psychic, the psychic world, uh, aside from the events at hand around our planet, the drought and terrible things that are going on. I had an interesting experience yesterday. Um, okay, well, I guess I won't show that interesting experience. <laughs> no, we are, you know. It, well, what, sometimes we encounter aliens. Well, I, I wasn't going to really go there. No, I know, I know, but... We do sometimes encounter, you know, there are aliens walking the planet. Now that we've been really on ground talking about rational things, now let's show you how. <laughs> oh, no, we are. are. Well, what's the, the the interesting thing though is when when there's an encounter like that. What, in my experience, I guess I'm not going into details about what I experienced yesterday, but what what happens to a person who's not? I mean, you, Neil, and your regular day to day life have an activated third eye that's open all the time. So you're constantly seeing auras. You don't have to work to activate it. It's just always on, always. And for someone like me, it's it's not. My third eye is not always on. And if I want to work to see, if I want to see something like an aura, um, unless, you know, sometimes in a, someone in a, in a psychic uh, meeting or something like that, my third eye will activate naturally. But I, I'm talking about just being in the grocery store or in a doctor's office. My third eye does not stay on. And what I experienced yesterday was a totally, totally different experience that I've ever had as far as having a completely third eye experience where everything was, you know, uh, Every, there was all kinds of things that I was seeing without any effort. So it was exciting, actually. Yeah. Actually, that, though, no, you're, you're mistaken. That was in, uh, we were in a, uh, in a bookstore and then we saw that. Incident. When did I say bookstore? I didn't, yeah. where, did I, okay. Uh, when did I say where we were? Well, don't worry. There's multi dimensions that we have to that we have to uh, consider on this planet in terms of going into into different portals and yeah of like course this. and but the idea that caution um, but yeah, yeah I never disclosed our location but you just did but but uh, bookstore but the idea that there are not every human being you see is a human being at least that's my experience. And I have a Dr. Schwartz at the psychiatric hospital <laughs> to back me up. But uh, the idea that um, there are u- human forms on this planet walking about is not totally true in terms of the 100% that they're all human. I mean, we, we, there are inexplicable and unexplainable uh, make sure you cover all bases on that yeah. word. <laughs> An undefinable, still definable um, 
and downright psychotic reasons for uh, why we can, might consider that there are aliens walking on the Well, you planet. know what I find interesting that uh, about that statement is that aliens can, or human beings can be composed of alien energy, but they still are involved in their human earthly physical walk in life. So even though they have that component to their to their um, composition, that they're they're also human. So they go through karma um, and lead lives that are like you would think are normal lives, and no one would think they're aliens. Yeah. There's a alien. wonderful, wonderful uh, TV show on way before its time. Actually. It was called The Invaders, which was with Roy Finnis. And it was about... The, you mean Dean? T-H-I-E-N-N-E-S, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think it would be teens. He's passed away. Sounds French, right? No, he wasn't French. He's kind of a German. Steve McQueen-looking guy. I know, but the last name... The show was called The Invaders. The last name sounds French. T-H-I-N-N-E-S, I think. Oh, T-H-I-N-N-E-S. He's not dead. He's not dead? You know, you prematurely killed him. Well, he must be in his 80s, 90s. He was born in 38, 1938. He's 83. He's not that old. Well, teens. Is that it? It could be German, too. Also known as Doppelganger. Oh, he's German. Yeah, it sounds German. With the extra I, it sounded French, but it wasn't. I thought it was Japanese. (laughs) But no, when you spelled it T-H- T-H-I-E-N-N-E-S. That sounded more French, but it looks like German. How, about, how do you spell it? T-H-I-N-N-E-S. That's what I said. Well, I misheard you then. I mean, uh, what's, his, what's his name again? <laughs> I forgot, you know? Are you? Is no, that, I'm really. What's his first name? Roy. Oh, Roy. Roy, yeah. Okay. Um, Roy Venice. There's also, no. There's Please. also, no. Well, then there's Ralph Fiennes, which is spelled like I thought Fiennes. Thins? How do you pronounce it? Thins. <laughs> he must have been very slender. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a, also someone named Ra- Ralph F I E N N E S. Who, who where is he from? Well, it's also He's Ralph English. Allison, but we're not going to talk about. Um, no, but I'm trying to just look for the. I mean, not that it matters, but just the ethnic. The Invisible Man. Scottish, that was Irish, that, English. Ellison, well, I guess it's more English. I guess it's more of an English name. I guess it's more of an English name. Yeah, he probably was more English. Yeah. Um, he looked a little bit like Stephen McQueen, kind of. Um, but anyways, he's probably listening to the show. Not Alexander first. McQueen. Do you know, no. I bet you don't even know who that is. No. I know Queen, but I don't know. I know Alex, a lot of Queens. You don't know. But, um, <laughs> you don't know who Alexander. I've had a close encounters with a lot of Queens, but um, Gross. one was in England. Please, but, but uh, do you know? Do you know who Alexander McQueen is? Who? He's a designer, a oh, famous well, designer. He actually committed you know who suicide. Alexander Knox is? You know, <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I do know Alexander Graham Bell. Uh, Alexander Graham, but I don't. I don't think you know Alexander Knox. I don't know I'm Alexander sure you don't, Knox. And I'm sure there isn't anyone in the listening audience. Well, that's okay. You didn't know Steve McQueen. That uh, has heard of Alexander. I mean Alexander Knox. McQueen. But I most mean, people don't know Alexander. He's Knox. a Canadian actor, of course. The beauty of Google. Yeah, he's an actor and a good actor. He was, he had a lot of prestigious roles, but never yeah. a household name. Right. I was going to say. Yeah. What was he in? 
Uh, and then shall escape, chase a crooked something, shadow. Yeah, chase a crooked something. Okay, man in the saddle, yeah. moving oh, yeah. right along. The sleeping tiger. Yeah, the that was uh, Jeff Chandler. Sister Kenny Wilson. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, um, The Invaders was a great TV show. I think it only lasted the season. But it was about invaders from outer space who took on human form and they were populating the planet. And it was hard to really tell who they were, but but Lori Finnis, of course, like in the body Snatchers. That's how you pronounce it. Finnis. That's what Thank I said. you. Yeah, I, so, I just I didn't know. Um, yeah, he he was a, trying to alert everybody about it, and it was all this conspiracy and underground and government. But when the aliens died, they turned into ashes. Oh. That was what that that was the keynote that and you and the little kid is always waiting for one of them to die, they turn into ash. Was he the thinnest or the fattest? <laughs> uh, uh, well, that was a good um, one. Is your brain the thinnest or the fat? I, I don't you know, I don't know. But, but uh Hey, listen, any, I tolerate anyway, your bad jokes constantly. You know, there's 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 we have it in, in science fiction that uh Aliens can become humans. Even the movie Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh my God, that, you know those were teenagers that were from outer space. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, even um, what's his name uh, in uh, the day the Earth stood still, Michael. I forget his name. Oh damn. But anyways, he uh, he he was with Robbie the robot or whatever. His, and he um, what was that guy's name? Ooh, I, I actor. Have... Of course, I don't know any of these movies that bad, I guess, but uh, I don't really care. What? Anyway, Michael Rennie. And he was from outer space, and he was a human form. So this idea that uh, that aliens have to look like, like creatures is not necessarily true. I know they got the big eyes and the little nose and little mouth, and that's the typical. Well, the, yeah, the large look. set eyes. Um, or white that I should say. But, but the point is this, uh, at least in, in, in my psychotic shoes, I have seen and, and communicated and recognized what look like human beings that were not. Right. But this is the thing. Let's talk about this. For, in, for example, it, it, you know, take whatever alien encounter you would like to consider. The alien encounters are, I mean, are all people that are part alien aware? No, they're not always aware of what composes them. And I think the more advanced a person is intellectually, spiritually, then they get in touch with their more alien form. Then I think then you have a segment of the population that is that knows that knows from from the time that they're conceived or that, that they have any awareness that they're they're part alien. Well, I mean, it, you know, it's common. Pretty soon there's going to be robots that are very human-like. We Call will, we'll back, we'll you see know. robots walking around. We'll see virtual reality. But I mean, we'll do see, you? Oh, the human form is vanishing. We're losing yeah, our species. It's true. It's, it's true. It's becoming replaced. And pretty well, yeah, soon, and it's being, becoming homogenized into like one sex, which is 
totally weird. But anyway, you know, I would love to continue this, but I think we should try to take this caller who did not come through. Is it an alien? We're going to find out. This is, this is, full. this is going to be suspenseful. Yeah. Okay. Human or alien? Human or alien, which are you, 857? We tried to pick you up earlier, but you weren't there. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yeah, you were, I don't know, I clicked over to another call or something. I don't know. No, 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 I, I was talking to you guys the whole time. I was having issues with my phone. <laughs> oh, you couldn't hear us? Uh, I could hear you. You guys couldn't oh, hear me, so I had to hang up and call back. Yeah, we couldn't hear you. Yeah, no, I had to restart my phone. I could hear you. I heard everything. I heard you say you're going to take down my number, you're going to put me on mute, and I was talking to you, but you couldn't hear me, so I had to restart my phone and call back in. Oh, it's okay. Well, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, hey, good afternoon. Um, my name is Kita. Yeah, I yep. thought it was Kita. I recognized your voice. K-E-D-A. Yep. Hi. Okay, give us your birthday again, Kita. January 30th, 1978. 1978. And last time, okay, well, anyway, I, I 414, 2010 on. Wait, wait, 27.9. Did I add that up wrong? 4.14. Kida, where's that name? That's a hard name to locate. Is that? I have it in my mind. It's short for Marquita, which is the name of um, the Ethiopian Queen of Sheba. I thought it was over in that area. Okay. Now, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure that out, but that's, I would just want to make sure. Um, but that's great. That's terrific. So wait, is it, wait, how do you, are we spelling your name right? Spell it for us. K- it's M-A-K-E-D-A. So yeah. it's M-A-K-E-D-A. It's, it's, I just, I just, yeah, it's Makita, but I just cut it down yeah. short to just keep it. Okay. We do yeah. have it right. Yeah, my Ma Riley just called us recently. Now it's Makita. But, um, <laughs> Anyways, what's your, what's what's your call? What's what's going on? What's your call? So I wanted to see. I I know I've been listening to your show, and I know that you know our you know, numbers and things. I don't okay, know if the numbers change, but I just wanted to take a look at like where I'm at spiritually, like now, right? And like the influences, I guess, of with the numbers, because I know I'm a twenty nine eleven, but I don't know if, like. The cycles change, if the pinnacles change, like I don't know if any of this changes. So I just want okay. to be like, where am I at now? So cycles, I mean, cycles are something that everybody goes through master numbers. The pinnacles you're talking about, that's kind of um, associated with the standard form of numerology that you're going to go find in a book. So we don't really go by those theories. And when you say 2911, we, I mean, 2911 is not. 11 isn't a master number. A master number has to be a single-digit number. Your master number is two. Also, those numerology books go by life path. I mean, that's like saying it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you're going to be a tractor driver. Uh, You can't classify a person by a life path because then you're really, you're limiting people to like nine or to you know, I don't know, 9, 11, then 22, 33, like 12 or 13 different life paths. <clears throat> so your master number and your karmic number, 2911 is your karmic number, 2 is your master number, is composed of all your birth date numbers. So all those numbers hold energy uh, on a physical 
mental and spiritual level and how you advance in the number system is one dependent on your advancement of course on a physical level in this lifetime but it also um, is affected by the karma that you bring in from your past life so i don't know what you wanted to know specifically um right now you're how old are you um 43 so um you're going to be going through a change at 44 because that's a multiple of 11. Um, but your cycles are every two years and also every 11 years. Of course, then, it, you know, like the doubling of 29, which isn't going to be until you're um, uh, 58 years old, that would be a change as well. But 44 is a change for you. Plus, it, you're, you know, two goes into 44. Um, 22 times, which is a multiple of 11. But what, what specifically, you're saying you want to know spiritual? Well, I mean, she's, yeah. So I, so for me, I look at it like from what I've read, right. Back to the 29, 11 thing that that carries a lot of karma. This has been a very hard journey. I'm tired. And I'm just kind of seeing like when these things lighten up. Well, I mean, yeah. And, and I know, yeah. It's difficult for what 29 years. Does it, I mean, does it 20, not ever lighten up, right? Or is it kind of just like it just doesn't ever lighten up? Well, twos, twos typically have problems in relationships. So probably in your relationships with partners or your family of origin, there were problems. Um, and how far that how far those problems went is dependent on the individual and their past life content. I mean, for you, you could have had a pretty rough, you've got a one, three, zero in your month and day. Um, was there any absence of father in your life? I growing mean, up? Every, all of that. But like, so for me, I like, it's, like I didn't grow up with my, I didn't grow up with my dad. I really didn't grow up with my parents. I grew up with my grandparents. So, okay, so like, I get that, but, yeah, yeah, but for me, it's like, do I have trouble with relationships? Yeah, but it's not because I'm coming in with all my baggage. It's I got this aura and this energy, and I tend to attract people to me that will like they don't they don't want what I want, but they don't want me to have it either because it's usually too big, right? You know, like usually the goal. Yeah, is too big. I attract a lot of haters. Family, friends, in-laws, people on the street, like, it's it's bad. And then, like, okay, it makes me almost nervous to go out there and try to, like, bring the fullness of who I am because it's always somebody there who i got to fight off. And they don't want yeah, it. They just don't want to have it. You feel right. that you're on defense with people and you keep encountering these types of people so you've got to break the so is it possible to break and i'm letting neil talk in a second is it possible to break the cycle of what you're experiencing and what you've experiencing experienced sorry for years and years yes and the thing is what's nice is that you have really nice numbers in on on in your year you've got a seven which is spirituality and eight which transcends the the seventh chakra, the first chakra in the body, it's a, it's a rebirth number. So, um, and then is a 15-6 together, but it, it, the 978 in its entirety is 
is a, a 16.7. So I would recommend that you delve into your spiritual side and start developing your spirituality because I think that is going to be what pulls you out of the karma of the negative relationships that you're experiencing because that's what it is. You keep encountering karmic individuals on your path, whether they're strangers that treat you like crap or there are people that you're in a romantic relationship with that give you problems. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. Neil, I have a different opinion. Kita, I agree with everything uh, Kristen said, but now listen closely. Either take notes or go back and listen to the uh, show because I want to tell you a few things. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick lesson in numerology. Hmm. The um, Look at your one and three. The distance between one and three is a two, which is your master number. Now, one and three becomes a four. When you take that four and you apply it to the seven in your year, we get an 11. 11. So there's another repetition of your energy. When we, between the numbers seven and eight, we have a one. And that goes back to your first number, one. You have a zero for your fire. You have a zero in your day. So what's happening is that you have come back over and over and over again, collecting karma in each lifetime without transcending any particular lifetime. So you keep coming back, going over the same material that you swore you would advance. And then when you come back to the planet, the karma overwhelms you. It's like somebody saying, I'm going to go out and and catch that 10-foot wave. I'm going to do it this time. And they sink every time. The, the, the gravity or the pull or the currents or the tide just keep, takes them under. So, so it's become overwhelming to her in this lifetime right. because it's repeated so many times. But um, your, your, your lesson, Kita, here's your lesson. Remain spiritual, like Chris was saying, and have the faith that this lifetime will come to an end, no matter good or bad, it will come to an end, and then you'll get a grade. Your grade is based upon your sense of spirituality, faith, not letting the conditions of the world overwhelm your higher mind. Don't dwell on what you've gone through. It is what it is, and I know you're suggesting that, but uh, your encounters on the planet are to make up for karma. Let's just get down to the basic facts. Your, your performance level of remaining spiritual and long-suffering and of high order and, and having that to take out of the planet with you is what's going to count. That's what they're looking for. They're not concerned about what you I can't do any more long-suffering, but, but that's the problem. I'm, I can't do – I'm done with the long-suffering <laughs> Well, I can't. No, I've no. given I've given them forty three years of long suffering. I don't. I can't do any more summer. She's got some problems. Yeah. I think right now with like, are you, I, from the last call? I remember you're going through some problems with your the uh, your ex and custody. No, issues. no, no, no custody <laughs> issues. No exes right now. My focus isn't even on like relationships and people. My thing is about tapping into the potential within myself and bringing that forward with regardless of over, like, I don't want to leave this this incarnation and have regrets, and I already do, because I sabotaged a lot of awesome opportunities because I didn't believe that I was worthy of it. Wait, before you start, Neon, wait. 
I'm so I you got to correct me, Kita, because I'm remembering something, and maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. You've got like how many kids do you have? How many children do you have? I don't have I don't have any kids. You don't have kids, so I'm mixing her up. No, nope. yeah. well. well, that's a plus. I mean, not to say that having kids is a bad thing, but that's that would be additional karma that would weigh you down. But you see, Kita, you're saying the same thing I'm saying, that you want to leave this planet without any karma, without having to have to come back, and you want to do whatever no. you want. No, you want to come back. No, no, huh? I want to come back. I oh, want to come back. You want to come back? You want to come back? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, that's... That's yeah, yeah, fine. yeah, no, no. But, I want to, I want to come, listen, my thing is this, there's potential in my being that I know that I've had, that I've always had, that every time I let it out, it, like innately as a kid, I knew that I had this huge personality and there were some things that I needed to do from a creative lens. But the environment that I incarnated into didn't support that. So it was like every time you let that out, there's so many people around you who are telling you you're not good enough that it was like I kind of believed it, right? So now I'm at the stage where it's like I got to get this out. I got to get this potential out of me. I have to materialize this, and I have to believe in myself that I'm good enough whether people like it or not. Because is I'm it writing enough. or something that you do? Is it writing or acting? What is no. it? No, 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 no. So initially early on it was it was singing, but I'm a little past that now, right? So – for me, it's in the same about vein. it's in the same vein. I'm sorry? So it's in I mean, singing is in the same vein. Acting, writing, yes. it's the fifth chakra. So yes. anyway, go ahead. yeah. So now it's it's you know in the marketing realm, it's in the communication realm, it's bringing events together, it's bringing businesses together, and me being and feeling like, all right, you're good enough, you can do this. I have to do this. It's it's eating my soul alive, and well, I'm like pressing myself to. Your problem, your problem is about you. That's one number one. Your, you, your problems are not about somebody else. They're about you. So first of all, the center is yourself. So that's good right there. And everything you do is going to be self-promotion. It's about who you are, Kita. So let's get beyond the I'm not good enough crap and all that stuff. Let's just throw that away and not examine it. Don't say that anymore because it's not. No, but I but I had to say that because oh, that was that. So, no, no, and I and I did, I did. So I just said it to yeah. you. Okay. I'm okay. saying wait, like, no. but wait, wait no, wait, hear me, he, just hear me Go out. Ahead. That was a that was a part of my tape. That was every time a, an awesome blessing was coming, I was sabotaging it, right? Because I grew up in this environment where people, it was just jealousy, right? I grew up in this environment where people were just like. Whatever she's got is too big. We don't like it, so we're going to squash it. But I internalized that into you're not good enough. And so that was the tape that was playing. Now I'm in a new space. Now I'm like, okay, no, do this. Can I ask you a question, Rita? You say you want to come back. You you want to come back. You're okay with coming back. Is that because you want to, like, maybe fulfill your dreams that you didn't get to fulfill on the planet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, then, then you're in your infancy of starting to promote yourself without these old tapes. You're, you're, you're a baby starting to do that now, and just start to develop your own sense of growth from this point on as to how you're going to manage your ego and your inner thoughts 
in spite of what's conditional or unconditional. It, the, the, the idea will be that now Kita is reborn. You're reborn. And you're going to be specifically more majorly reborn in January when you're 44. Big time, big time. And it's interesting, too, because she wants to come back. She, well, no, what's interesting about it is she's a 29-11-2, but she's got her – when we um, – when we die and come back to the planet, it's, it's a succession of karmic numbers. So if you're a 29112, the next lifetime, unless something really disrupts the energy field, you come back as a 30. And it's sitting right in your day. Yeah, you'll probably I mean, there it come is. back. You'll be a 30 you're, equals it's three. It's in your code to want, maybe want to come back. Maybe oh, but what does code. that mean, though? That, well, it just that means that's going to be your karmic number, and you've, you've expressed that you want to come back to the planet. I mean, me personally, I may have unrealized um, dreams or something on the planet, I, I, you know, things that I would have liked to fulfill, but I do not want to come back to the planet to fulfill those <laughs> dreams. I don't. Are you tired? I'm, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm just, I don't, I, it's not worth it to me to be on a physical plane. I want to be on a spiritual plane. I want to be done with earth. So I don't want to do it. Even though, yes, I mean, there are things of the earth that I, I, I love and enjoy. I, I love having a great meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, there are tangible things that I love. I, I like expressing myself in certain fashions. So, but that's it. those are not worth coming back to the earth for me. But for you, you you know, you're on a different track. And I think that I, it's about it. Like you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I feel like I was no, no, robbed. No. Right? Like, so yeah. there's some people who come here and they, and they know, they know who they are. They know what they're supposed to do. They know. And I'm, and I'm one of those people. So I knew when I was little when I was a kid, who I was, what I was supposed to do, and how, but the environment, so whatever, the people that I ended up with, for whatever reason, I, like, chose them, like, right, so I feel like I was robbed, right? Well, you you didn't chose, you didn't choose the people, I mean, you chose them on some level, because you chose them because of your past life, whatever happened in past lives, but we don't come in and choose who we're going to be, who's going to be our family. You end up who you end up with because of the karma that you produce, whether good or bad. That's how it happens. Okay. Yeah. Because so, I mean, how could you choose them if they don't choose you? I mean, do you know what I'm saying? So for whatever reason, I feel like the environment, like I, I was supposed to do something and I didn't do it, and I didn't do it because I didn't believe in myself. One was I didn't believe in myself, but then there was, like, this oxymoron was, like, I can do this, but I was around people who were, like, your light's too big. So we, we, got, to, we got to tone that down because that is too big, and we, we're, not, we're not as evolved to support that. So we're not going to support that within you. And it wasn't just family. It was, like, family and friends, right, or family and environment. So – for me, the reason why I want to come back is I got to materialize that. Like, I feel like I was robbed. Well, that's oh, fine. That's fine. Okay. And, and you'll probably get your, your fulfillment there. Yeah. But what, in this lifetime, let's deal with this lifetime right now. You, okay. you have 
you had to go through a large section of energy to, to, to remove a certain amount of karma that was, that was there and planted in you. And your one three at the beginning of your number system equals to a four, which is balance. So at the at the at the time of this forty four, which is going to really impact you, you're going to establish a sense of balance, meaning that you could take what you've experienced, understand that you passed now, you made it, you're still on the planet, and now for the remaining half of your life, you're going to actualize. You have a seven and an spirituality actualizing into rebirth. It doesn't matter if it's one, that can be merchandise. Uh, the fact that when you come back as a 30 means triangular energy and it's going to be spiritual. Trinity. Triangular. It's going to be spiritual on some level. So you, you will come back and experience that energy. The eight at the end of your, of your number system suggests money, success, you're moving, you see how your scale moves up, one, three, zero, that's the, wow. Then so it you goes drop into seven, a pit, then an <laughs> eight. zero. And you're now within the seven, eight energy of your linear code. So you are now establishing a sense of spiritual awareness that moves down to the foundation of your life, starting again, rising up to, to, uh, to success, eight. That's where you are. And that's what I would put so, in my code, Peter. So what I'm hearing you guys say is that the suffering that I did in the beginning was really more like I'm here to clean up karma, right? Yeah. Like I'm like this. This was about me clearing up some karma that I didn't clean up in previous lifetimes that I just kind of let accumulate, right? So it's like paying off a of debt. So I'm here to that early part of it, but at the later part of this journey, that there's some spirituality that's there. That's like the foundation of what it is I'm supposed to do. And then there's money attached to it. And success. It doesn't matter what you do, it will happen. So you're, the advantage you have in this lifetime is you didn't have to do the whole life of karma. Right. You could have had half your life. You could have had, you could have had crap members in your year. I mean, yeah, I, there's all kinds of variables. I mean, you could have had bad numbers in New Year, but you could have had a high master number, and, and, and maybe the high master number would have pulled you out of out of difficulties. But you happen to have good numbers in your year, See, despite the, thing, the low master number of the two. It, it could have been, you know, the worst case scenario, it could have been that this wouldn't be happening until you were 47, because one and three is four, and then over to the seven is 47. <laughs> but you're going to be 44, which is three years prior to that, and your three is in your in your day. So at 40, thank God, at 44, you get to start new. That's coming up in less than six months. You, at, you're starting to get the pangs of the rebirth. You're rebirthing, Kita. You're the same person rebirthing. And you get to rebirth because whatever you've done, you've, you've allowed enough good karma to cut this lifetime in half with bad karma and start to proceed. You're talking consciously about what your code is and what you already know, that you get to have a rebirth at 44 and you're starting to emerge into that zone. Now, from 44 to possibly whatever it may be, 88, oh, who knows? But you're going to have the life of transcendence that you were expecting without carrying except, the rock in your shoe of karma. Except, I mean, obviously, her dreams have gone unrealized. She wanted to be a singer. She's probably you know, but that's part of the karma. not going to do that. That was some of the karma. So, right. So, essentially, 
whatever dream she's she's transformed her dreams into something else. Unfortunately, yeah. because that thirty that so you're saying the thirty the thirty three right that the, 30, the next time around the thirty equals three yes. That would Isn't be your that next a, a, spiritual, a spiritual communication number. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean it's communication. It's not really a communication number. Five is a communication number, but three is a is a sacred number. It's a spiritual number because the Trinity factor, um, Father Son, Holy Spirit is triangular. Uh, pyramid. It's just what it is. It's the first number that forms a a uh, image, a, a three dimensional shape. A shape. shape. I mean, it's not linear anymore. It's line is an image. Right. It's triangular. So, like a two, there's only two points to a two, right? You've got point one. If you draw a line, there's your second point. A three creates a shape. So there's more. You know, when we get into the uh, when we get into the aspect of Ethiopia, when we get into the aspect of the Egyptian energy and the pyramid. When we get to half the symbol of the Star of David, we get into triangular energy. It's sacred, it's mysterious, and it's part of what you're going to experience when you come back to the planet. You're going to have that formation of three equal sides, which is an idea of perfection. And and right now you're preparing for that, and you have about maybe 30, 40 years left to get it in order in terms of a higher thought process. You're very fortunate, and you're talking in a language that I quite understand because it, it, I'm trying to clarify, we're trying to clarify for you the idea of what your journey's been about, and we're validating your sense of what your language is right now. It's going to be a different language. You're learning a new language, even though it's still English. You're learning a new language, coupling words together to formulate a higher aspect of your life and consciousness. That's what you're doing. So what you want to do in this in this manuscript of life is only put sentences in that are triangularly speaking on a higher level. Does that help, okay. Kita? It absolutely. You guys, you don't know. I have been sitting in here for months, like, just within myself, like, okay, what the hell is going on? Because this is bigger than you. You don't know the... Just the wisdom that you guys just shed on me, I appreciate it so much. I do have one last thing, and I know that we need to go. It doesn't. That's okay. It's just, go ahead. Um, when you incarnate back, or when you come back, do you have to come back with the same group of people, or is it more like energetically you come back with the people who, who resonate on where you where you are energetically? You, you don't. It's not like you come back and you're with people that you resonate with because. Well, I mean, let me rephrase that. If you're with people you resonate with, it's because your karma has produced better conditions for your return. So, unfortunately, it's not like, you know, the universe arranges a special, you know, a special uh, scenario for Kida to come back with people she resonates with. What, what happens is you're whatever you created in this lifetime is what, and, and your past lives, whatever was unresolved in past lives, whatever was resolved in past lives creates your experience and your environment in your next incarnation. I mean, it's really obvious when you come to the planet, 
you're a baby. You don't get to choose anything about your environment. You end up in a family. You're helpless. You have to learn how to walk, eat, you know, do all these very basic skills. And the and 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 there's certainly no choice in who your family is um, in that in that context. What what so, happens? You're more in a fixed environment until you reach your your the age of karmic turnover. That's a more fixed period of time. So like you have 29 years of what's considered karma. Well, you're in karma for your entire life. I mean, you're on the planet, so. This is a planet of karma, but your more fixed energy is the first 29 years. And then what happens after that becomes a more creative energy. What you're going to ask, sorry. So, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, so I'm sorry, but like no, I, no. I'm like jumping out of questions. So basically, I don't necessarily, like I love, I love my family of origin. I do. I love them and I'm grateful for them. But I don't want to come back. <laughs> they want me to too much. No, no, right. no, no. I don't want to. No, 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 no. And I feel like I don't know if it's just. I feel like they sleep. I feel like spiritually they sleep. Yeah, they're religious, but I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking well, about yeah, spiritual. Well, yeah, that's, that's different. Totally different ball yeah. game. Spiritually, you know, I feel like, like they sleep. Like I'm like, what am I doing with you all? Resolve your issues, with, at least within yourself, with anybody that you have issues with. Resolve it. If you can resolve those issues either interactively or intraactively, then you have, or interactively, then you have, uh, you're not going to come back and meet anybody that you don't need or want to meet. It, it will be over. We do, you know, it's inevitable that we come back to the planet and meet people we've seen before. There's a lot of karma that goes on and people return back to Earth. But but those that don't, you won't see again. And uh, and every time you come back, you get to have new people. You're in a transcendent stage right now, so you're going to be meeting new souls. You're not going to be meeting karma souls. You're going to be meeting new people. You mean on her next journey on, on the planet? Journey. No, she's, that's not what she asked. She asked. I know her next journey. Right. But what I'm saying is you're collecting new people, you know, so that you you're can already bring in... breathing the energy of coming back. You're preparing for your journey back. So what's happening now is while you're preparing for your journey back, which will help to define what you're going to experience, you're setting the stage right now. Right. And I you're think already doing stage setting. So the best advice that we can give to Kita, I mean, she's saying, you know, I love my family and, um, but I don't want to come back with them. So the best thing that she can do is resolve whatever issues she has with them, even if that means, even if that resolution means stepping away from them, cutting ties, whatever it is, or just accepting, accepting them for who they are and, and maintaining a relationship with them. That's going to be better to clear the harm and making sure that you're clean in the relationships. So you don't have to, when you return, return with those people and that you can um, return with a more transcendent tribe, if you will. Yeah, you've got a great score ahead of you. You're doing great. You you get to be creative and you get to be in charge of it. And what you put into it is going to, Keith is going to own it. Don't let anybody else own your script anymore. No one can apply their 
words into your script. You create your own script. Make sure you want it to be just as polished as you want it to be. And you've got some creative, wonderful things coming up for yourself. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much. Like, you just don't know. Thank you so much. Um, do you guys have, like, any classes that you teach? Anything like that? Any, like, webinars? Any Zoom conferences? Anything? You, we, you know, we should, but we don't at the moment. But you can always get in touch with us personally. The number is uh, uh, 562-596-7818, and it's listed in our profile. So Yeah, okay. you can always call us on, you know, personally call us. That's what I'm telling her. And we can talk yeah. about it from that point. Yeah. But we, I mean, I, eventually I think we do, I, I don't know, gosh, I mean, we're working on a book, so probably we're going to be teaching in some capacity, but it's going to be a larger scale. Yeah, we will be. But right now, uh, everything we do is on an individual level with people. I see. So um, could I essentially sign up, like, schedule, like, a, like do you do, like, hour readings? Like, where, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, know how many other people are on the call, so I don't want to take up any more time, but, like. No, 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 you're fine. Just give us a call. Okay. Just give us a call, and we can discuss. That. Yeah, and it can be hourly. That's fine. It is that it can. It doesn't matter. We can discuss details. If you call us, we'll talk about it, um, and we can go from there. If that's your desire, just give us a call. If that's if you feel like that's something you want to do. Oh my goodness, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Keita. Well, I'm so glad that you feel better today after calling us, rather yeah, than worse. Because I was like, <laughs> why, yeah. No, thank you, because I'm like, why? Am, when does this end? But I get it now. This was about clearing yeah. up some debt, so I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. Okay, take good care. All right. And Keita should join us on Facebook and Twitter. I don't think she has. And she's been calling our show for a long time. But you know what's weird, Neil, is that I got her mixed up, I guess, with someone else. Anyway, yeah. and she doesn't have kids. She doesn't have kids, but she wants to come back. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you don't have children. Oh, people want to come back. I know they, they do. To, it's fine, they, whatever. You know. I'm not judging her at all. But I'm just saying it's interesting because a lot of people that come back have children. It's difficult. It's difficult to transcend with kids because you have karmic ties to the earth. And so if those ties aren't, I mean, maintained in the highest order, then it's difficult to uh, it's difficult to transcend, and so I'm just saying it's interesting she doesn't have kids. Yeah, and we didn't have another caller. Right? No, we didn't have another caller. Oh, um, we, I thought we had another caller, but it was someone just listening, and I didn't. I I'm not wearing my good glasses. I mean, they are good glasses. I like these glasses, but I can't see with them as well as my other glasses. Well, so I misread the number. Good glasses on, that means you're a good girl. If you have bad glasses on, that means you're out to look for trouble. I'm, I guess I'm a bad girl at heart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any glasses on, so I must be blindsided. But uh, <laughs> you are blindsided, you, and you are. I don't. Why don't you wear your glasses? I, you have bifocals. I mean, I have yeah. bifocals too. But why don't you wear your glasses? I, I couldn't function because I don't care to see what's around me. I'd rather. Thank you. That's I appreciate. I appreciate that. That's why you look beautiful today. You look beautiful. <laughs> what's that song? You look beautiful. Thanks a today. lot. Um, but that, but, but I'm sure that it would be probably. I couldn't life. function. 
I mean, I could not function without my glasses. Your but vision is that you're not as nearsighted. No, <laughs> but you're not as nearsighted as I am. I mean, I'm extremely nearsighted, so I would not be able to actually like move about the world and conduct my life. I'd be, I mean, I'm, I, I have enough, <laughs> I have a hard enough time conducting my life with glasses and not falling and tripping and running into things, as you know. Yeah. Two head injuries within a 16-hour period. <laughs> well, uh, uh, maybe you, you married Mr. Magoo. I uh, no, I think you married Mrs. Magoo. You know, nobody talks about Mr. Magoo anymore. That's actually a joke between someone and that this person is Mr. Magoo. Well, it's too bad. And, <laughs> you know, Jim Dacher played Mr. Magoo. Uh, he was the voice for Mr. Magoo. But and Miss Magoo's uh, Christmas Carol, one of the greatest uh, animated um, TV shows about the Christmas Carol. Mr. Magoo, let's let's channel Mr. Magoo. He'll be on our next show. So I think it. I'm channeling Mr. Magoo on a daily basis. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> sadly I am. Okay, we're out of time, but um, we helped somebody, so that's nice. And we are back on the air on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We hope to hear from some of you then. Bye-bye.